It is October 3rd, 2023, and today history was made on the Hill. Today, the House has voted with eight Republicans voting out Kevin MacArthur. What is the reason? Let's get into it. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. We're coming in on the air with breaking news and a major shift in power on Capitol Hill. The House just voted to remove Speaker Kevin McCarthy from his post in a high-stakes vote just now on the House floor. It comes after McCarthy, the top Republican, cut a deal with Democrats to avert a government shutdown over the weekend that angered some in his own party whose demands were dropped in the negotiations. So as we get into this story and narrative, we're going to break it down because there's a story that's being said by the mainstream media, but they're not really going in detail to understand truly what happened. So whenever we look at this monumentous monumentous vote, monumentous vote, we have to understand that there was eight Republicans who voted on Kevin MacArthur to be voted out. So with that being in the House of Representatives, you know, if you're not familiar with, you know, governance, we have the House, the Senate, you know, things like that, and they vote on different bills. Um, and obviously there's other branches of government, but I don't need to get into detail of that. So whenever we look at it, there's eight Republicans who stood out and voted with Democrats. The names of these individuals are Andy Briggs from Arizona, Ken Buck from Colorado, Tim Burchell from Tennessee, Eli Crane from Arizona, Matt Gates from Florida, Bob Good from Virginia, Nancy Mace from South Carolina, and Matt Ronaldson from Montana. So whenever we're getting these eight people voting, the question is why. You heard Lester Holt bringing us in talking about how Kevin McCarthy sided with the Democrats in order to not do what the eight wanted. Now, why is it that they wanted this and who is their leader? When we break down this topic, what we have to understand is the spending and the deficit of what's going on within the United States government. There is a lot of spending that occurs. I'm sure everyone has heard, you know, the United States is in debt. They spend $33 trillion, etc. But the answer is to why. So whenever we look at bills and spending within the national, within the federal government, what we have to understand is it's voted on. Um, if, if people want money, they need to be funded on. You know, that's why you have different projects, different um, governments. For example, the DOD gets a certain amount of funding every year, and the government votes on it. They provide that funding, and they give it to them. Well, whenever we look at the situation that was occurring, you know, we keep having these CRs. I think we all remember when the government was shut down for a month, and, and there couldn't come to a budget. Well, it's because the debt ceiling is getting higher and higher. And we, we break it down really saying that, you know, Matt Gates, the House representative from Florida, is really spearheading this movement. And, and I'm really going to break it down. Actually, I'm going to have him break it down. I'm, I've taken this recording from a podcast. It was actually probably taking place about two weeks ago where Matt Gates was on the Tim Pool podcast. And he's really breaking down what his intention is with this voting and understanding why this bill or why this voting measures for funding is different this time. We got Matt Gates here. Matt, what's happening? So the government runs out of money at the end of September, and we've known that for a year. And that is the money that was agreed to with Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi as part of the massive omnibus that most conservatives and I think most regular folks opposed. And uh, we made a commitment in January as part of the speaker contest that we would not govern by having one up or down vote on every disparate agency of government through continuing resolutions or omnibus bills. You never get the type of specific review of anything when you do that. So McCarthy agreed to that. 
here we are at the end of the month and we've only passed one of the 12 like single subject spending bills. And that's got a lot of people concerned. McCarthy initially said, well, what we really need to do is pass a continuing resolution again, which, you know, this country has been governed by continuing resolution or omnibus since the mid 90s. So if you didn't really follow that, what Matthew Gates is, Matt Gates is saying is that there needs to be a transition point in how we allocate funding. We use these omnibuses, which are really popular back in the 90s, and they're still being used. I mean, they, they, I should say they started in the 90s, and an omnibus is almost like a blank check for certain things, and it's like, okay, we need, you know, 300, you know, and everything is loaded up in that bill, and it's really not, it, there's nothing really being analyzed on in 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 the terms of, of what it needs. So maybe they, they allocate a certain amount of funding, like a billion dollars, and that funding just goes to X, Y, and Z, and there's really not this deep dive looking into it. And the best thing I can really kind of put it into layman's terms or how I understand it is whenever you go to the hospital and you get your bill back and it's like crazy insane and you can call the hospital back and ask for an itemized bill that kind of breaks down the funding and, and they kind of and it can actually get cheaper. It's like, you know, they might charge you $23 for Tylenol in the hospital, but if you ask for an, item, an itemized bill, it could potentially be lower. That's what's really happening here is they're trying to itemize what's going on with these omnibuses, taking these specific issues that need to be voted on, like if the DOD needed certain tanks or if they need funding for X with very specific things, not just an omnibus bill where they can just pay for everything. And what happened is there was a pact with, with the Republicans and eight with, with Kevin McCarthy who was really saying, hey, we need to stop putting these large funding bills through. We need to start managing this money a little bit better and determine how we can do that. Now, whenever you get into this situation, you know, Kevin McCarthy's saying, hey, I'm the guy to do that. But what's happening and what happened over the weekend is, is the government was about to be shut down and they're going to pass a continued resolution or a CR in order to keep the government open for 45 days. Now, the way that this Republican gang of eight interpret the situation, it is that Kevin McCarthy actually ended up um, uh, lying Mr. To Speaker, him. my friend from Oklahoma says that my colleagues and I who don't support Kevin McCarthy would plunge the House and the country into chaos. Chaos is Speaker McCarthy. Chaos is somebody who we cannot trust with their word. The one thing that the White House, House Democrats, and many of us on the conservative side of the Republican caucus would argue is that the thing we have in common, Kevin McCarthy said something to all of us at one point or another that he didn't really mean and never intended to live up to. So that's really what Matthew Gates's logic is, and he's kind of bleeding this charge. A lot of people think he could potentially want to run for governor in Florida. Maybe he's trying to make a move for the Senate. Uh, he's been in the House for seven years, and he's kind of indicating that he's kind of tired of it. But this is a monumental moment. I think the last time we've ever lost a Speaker of the House was back in 1930 as it related to a death. Now, Kevin McCarthy did not have the easiest um, time to get voted in because he was voted in 15 times. They, they did 15 votes to determine it. So he had a historical moment coming in and he had a historical moment leaving. So where does that leave us? Well, we're kind of, it kind of leaves us in a really interesting way because now people can't vote within the House and it's kind of frozen. So they have to determine who's going to be the next House representative. So if we have this CR that's going to be passed within 45 days, 
Matthew Gates and the, I don't know what they're going to call the Republican eight, kind of have now changed the trajectory of voting. So we have the situation where Matt Gates was really trying to get to a point where we would start to look at bills. I'm going to just say itemize them, analyze them, and have a better understanding of the spending in order to cut the deficit or cut the debt, if you will. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. So now it's vacant. So it kind of leaves a lot of um, questions about what's going to happen next with this spending, with Matthew Gates kind of understanding it. It's like really interesting because you have eight Republicans. So I think the vote kind of came down. I think there was um, eight not present. I think it ended up being 216 votes to 210, um, and these Republicans really pushed it over the edge to cast out McCarthy, which is crazy to think about the current political state. Now you have this situation where these eight Republicans who are considered the far-right Republicans are siding with the Democrats in order to get rid of McCarthy. Now McCarthy, in his, in, in his defense, is really arguing, hey, I was doing what was best for the government. Coming for you, can you survive? Yes, I'll survive. You know, this is personal with Matt. Matt voted against the most conservative ability to um, protect our border, secure our border. He's more interested in securing TV interviews than doing something. He wanted to push us into a shutdown, even threatening his own district with all the military people there who would not be paid only because he wants to take this motion. So be it, bring it on, let's get over with it, and let's start government. So obviously there's probably a point in Kevin McCarthy where he thought, this is never going to happen. How could Matthew Gates do it? And, and in my opinion, too, Matthew Gates can be a little bit of a media, he's always looking for the limelight until he puts on makeup. I think he is, some people have certain motivations, and I think he has his power in being seen. And that's just my own personal opinion. But whenever we look at this as a whole, if we look at the traditional GOP party, they did not think it was going to happen. I mean, here's Lindsey Graham saying what he thought it would take in order to get Kevin McCarthy kicked out. I think Kevin is the right guy at the right time. The only way he loses his job is if a handful of Republicans join up with the Democratic Party to fire him. That would be a disaster for They're the future out. of the Republican Party. That's not going to happen. Well, I Eric Lindsey Graham, it did happen. And it happened in a very interesting way. So now, what's next? It's really interesting whenever you break this down because the, there's 210 members of the Republican Party that did not want to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. And is this going to open up more conversations? Are we going to have a situation where some of this trillionaire, uh, whenever we start to um, create different approaches for spending, who's going to rule the house next? You know, I think it's really interesting. Matthew Gates is leading this for Matt Gates. And I do think there's a part of him that is very drawn to the media. He's, he's, I think he's obsessed with it. I think that's kind of what his motivation is. Now he's using this whole thing about spending and I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed to it i think there's nothing wrong with going in and maybe establishing a new way to do spending the omnibus can be a little bit intense you know and kevin mccarthy voted that they weren't going to do that anymore or had a pact if you will and that's where matthew gates feels like he went back on his word you know it is the up and down spending that potentially is just too much and maybe it's bloated government and things like that are trying to get leveled out now i do think it might send the house into a chaos we're going to be looking at bill spending and we're going to have to determine who the next um the, who the next 
House president will be. And it's really difficult. It took 15 votes last time. It's like both parties have to come together and, and determine what's it, who's it going to be. You know, and it's like is the question is, I don't think it'll be Matthew Gates. I, I don't know if it'll be anybody from this eight. I don't know if the Republican Party will feel comfortable with that. But it gives insight into the turmoil of what's going on within the federal government, especially in the House. And I think leading next is, you know, the real questions is what's going to happen to the House? And are we going to have a new president of the House? Are we going to have and how is it going to affect what's going to happen after this CR in 45 days? Could they get it done in 45 days is the next question. And, you know, it really makes you wonder. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to think how Kevin McCarthy came in into the House and now he's leaving. Like for me, it's it's very perplexing to see this type of disdain for this individual out of these eight as relates to this spending. Will this spending help? I think it has a potential to. You know, I don't. You know, people were opposed to it because Kevin McCarthy's biggest fear was getting the government shut down. So he went to the Democrats and he worked with them to pass the CR or an omnibus that he wanted to pass. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's like, to me, getting Kevin McCarthy voted out on this seems a little bit, um, you know, obviously people probably might disagree, but it's only a 45-day spending hole. I mean, in 45 days, you could have worked, put more time and effort into changing the purchasing and then going from there. Now you've created more turmoil by trying to get a new House president, and what that's going to do is send the House into disarray. So I think it is a little bit about, in my opinion, Matthew Gates trying to shine out and see what he can do. It's like people want to come here and say, you know, we need to disrupt and we do need to disrupt spending. And maybe the other flip side of this is maybe it's good. Maybe Kevin McCarthy doesn't need to be in there. And Matthew Gates could potentially have started something that's going to create change within the federal government. So we're not getting into situations where we're getting um, our debt ceiling is continuously being broken and that there's a lot of food for thought on that i think at the end of the day the best question is how is this going to help the american people you know that's the only reason why they're doing what they do and if it does help with spending and it does create an environment where there's more of a budget and we can bring the deficit down that's going to impact inflation and also impacts the bottom dollar so that bottom dollar is affecting all of us at the gas station at the pump for the gallon of milk etc now, if that gives us in this trajectory, all of this circus within the Congress is good. And then potentially Matt Gates will emerge as the next GOP leader. But if it explodes up and it falls wrong, you know, he's going to be subject to potentially being voted out, which could happen. We could see Matthew Gates now voted out. Um, so more to come. Thank you so much for listening. and We'll get back to you tomorrow.